Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the LightningInsider.com podcast, the post-Christmas edition. Tampa Bay back home tonight after a week off, and they face the Montreal Canadiens in what was a 4-1 to victory. I hope everybody had a good Christmas break. Hopefully you were as up and spry as the lighting were. Coming out of the break, you always worry about these type of games in these situations. You know, it was just a couple years ago where the Lightning, again, faced the Montreal Canadiens in this first game coming out of the Christmas break, and they were as flat as flat can be. They were flatter than Stanley because uh, I think they were outshot 20-3 to in the first period. They were outscored 3 nothing. Uh, eventually came back to win the game. But, you know, you, you always talk about rest versus rust and, you know, how beneficial is the rest if you don't come out and play well. You know, you always worry about situations like that. But the team did come out and they did play uh, well enough to win this game. And I thought they had pretty good control of this game. Um, and just to kind of give everybody an update, uh, if, if you weren't aware, uh, my Christmas break was spent... In my bedroom, confined behind closed doors due to a uh, positive COVID test. That uh, I got that test Christmas Eve morning. I was really stuffed up the night before. I thought it was a sinus infection. I wasn't really showing symptom symptoms other than the sinuses. And decided I didn't want to wait until Monday to try and get them cleared up. So I went to the minute clinic in the morning and the nurse practitioner said, well, let's go ahead and just test you anyway. Not everything is and not everything isn't. So we'll just see. So we were moving forward as if it was a sinus infection because I have had sinus infections before. I know what they feel like. Uh, frequently have some issues with my sinuses I'm sure a lot of people my age probably tend to have them as well uh, and so we were both surprised when it uh, came back as a positive test so it kind of disrupted some Christmas plans certainly for Christmas lunch and Christmas dinner we were scheduled to have uh, my parents and my in-laws or my dad and my in-laws over uh, for a meal but uh, those plans got disrupted and I stayed behind a door all weekend. It was a good weekend to have it happen, though. A lot of good sports on TV, I must say. A couple of good NFL games on Saturday. 
really good one early on Sunday. Not so much in the middle. And then you had the Bucks game on Sunday night. You had the start of the Premier League on Monday. World Juniors started on Monday as well. Uh, 11 a.m. First game on Monday. It was great to just turn on the TV and flip right on to uh, both the Premier League as well as uh, the World Junior Tournament, which is taking place in Halifax as well as New Brunswick uh, up in Canada. So they're actually an hour ahead of Eastern time. So 11 a.m. are the first times for a lot of those games. And as far as the World Juniors goes, uh, there are three players, uh, lightning prospects that are taking part in that tournament most notably Dylan Duke, fourth-round pick in 2021, who is playing for Team USA, plays at University of Michigan. Uh, so he's in it for Team USA. Nico Hutanen, who was a seventh-round pick in 2021, big finish kick, got great hands around the net, really needs to improve on his skating a lot. Uh, he is a project pick, but he's got some really good hands. Uh, he's on Team Finland. And then they have a player on the Latvian side as well. Uh, he plays for the Lincoln Stars and the USHL is actually committed to play for Minnesota State, if I remember correctly. So those are the three lighting prospects taking part in the tournament. They're all in Group B, by the way. All three of those teams are in Group B. So uh, at least two of them will make it into the knockout stage uh, of the World Junior Tournament, which will conclude uh, just after the new year. Uh, up in Canada. So, World Juniors, keep an eye on it. Uh, I'm feeling fine. Like I said, I never really had any symptoms, maybe some body aches. I have lost my taste and my smell, which is a really weird sensation. Eating a bag of chips, you're like, Ugh, this is kind of bland. Why do I like chips? Um, and then you remember, oh yeah, I don't have taste buds right now. So that is a weird sensation, but otherwise, uh, I'm doing fine. Um, I was at the game. On, uh, on Wednesday, lose track of days here, right? Uh, was at the game. I will be at the game on Thursday against the Rangers as well. Uh, not going into the locker room, staying away from the players and the coaching staff and everything else. So uh, doing the radio show with Chief, uh, sitting upstairs in the press box, and then heading out afterwards until the team comes back from their next road trip. So I am keeping precautions. The last thing in the world I want to do is get anybody involved with the team staff um, into a situation where anybody's going to miss some time. So um, so that's where things stand with me. As far as the game, uh, again, efficient. It, it, it reminded me in a few ways of the game that took place up in Montreal a week and a half ago. Same score and had a little bit of the similar vibe to it just in the sense that you know, the Lightning didn't have a fast start. Scored, again, early in the game. It's another another Lightning strike, if you will. Less than two minutes into the game. I, I believe that seven times this year. I've kind of lost track of it. It keeps happening. Uh, but I believe it's seven times this year in which the Lightning have scored uh, the opening goal within the opening two minutes of the game. Alex Kalorn getting the Lightning on the board. With this one just a minute 50 in, um, you know, but Montreal had some pushback. They were able to get in the zone. They, they didn't have as much possession 
maybe as they did at the game up at Bell Center. But, you know, they spent some time in the zone. Didn't have as many chances, maybe again, as they did at the game up in the Bell Center. They had a power play. They had a couple of looks on the power play. Uh, but after that, it was it was Braden Point, and it was Braden Point because Braden Point is being Braden Point. And when he's playing like this, he is fun to watch, and he is hard to stop. You know, he scores the power play goal that makes it 2 nothing in the first period. It was a nice little play. Some good puck movement. Watching Mikhail Sergachev slide to his left to draw a defender. Pass the puck back to his right where Nikita Kucherov hangs out. And Kucherov quickly finds a, a one-touch pass to point uh, around the hash marks, above the hash marks for a quick uh, snapshot uh, to make it 2-0 in the game. Uh, and then, man, just like the goal he scored against the Kraken uh, earlier in December, he electrified the crowd once again on a play that really only a few players in this league are going to be able to pull off. And uh, he's humble. He's always humble about these things. When you ask him about it, usually you hear the word lucky involved in it. But sometimes luck is when preparation and effort come together. And we know that he's always prepared. He's always on top of his game most nights. And in this situation, he lunges forward high in the offensive zone. He's coming into the zone, so he's approaching the blue line coming in. He lunges forward between four Montreal players and is able to get control of the puck. And when he does get control of the puck, he creates a seam for himself to get to the front of the net. It, it, it's hard to explain how this seam sort of opened up, but maybe the Canadians were caught off guard by it. You know, it's not going to be one that Marty St. Louis is going to look at and go, yeah, it's a good play, boys. Uh, he's going to cringe when he sees the highlight on it. But it, uh, essentially, uh, he creates a seam to his left skates in it and then just as he gets to the crease he cuts back to his right and flips a shot past Jake Allen barely touched barely touched as he as he found his way there that's what I'm talking about when he's playing like this when he's on top of his game like this when he's feeling his game like this it's a magical moment it is an electrifying goal from an electrifying player who doesn't get enough credit for the type of plays that he can create. He really doesn't. Because, you know, Connor McDavid is a fantastic player. And he pulls off moves like that. And because he plays in a Canadian market, everybody goes bananas over. And rightfully so. But when Brayden Point pulls off a play like that, do you see the same sort of reaction with the same sort of volume? No. Even though it's the same type of electricity in the play. You know, the one he put on against the Kraken was right up there. Again, a very Connor McDavid-esque type of play that I don't think Brayden Point is getting enough credit for when it comes down to it. But we're going to give him plenty of credit for it here because he was, again, that was just electrifying to watch. And it, and it kind of brought the crowd, rightfully, 
out of their seats because it was it was that magnificent of a goal uh, for his second of the night. Still sitting on one career hat trick, one career hat trick, which is incredible. You think about the number of goals he scored in his career now, and he still has just the one career hat trick, which came in Pittsburgh. 2019, when he scored three goals in a span of 91 seconds on the clock, a couple of power play goals in there, natural hat trick. Almost had a natural hat trick tonight. Had it on a stick. Well, had it in his sights anyway. As Nikita Kucherov found him with a pass across the ice, and one of the rare times you don't see point with a stick in the right spot. He just didn't have it on the ice and just couldn't get it down quick enough to collect the pass. Otherwise, he had an open net and easy easy hat-trick goal, Uh, uh, but alas, he does not end up with the hat-trick goal, Um, and then you get another one from Brandon Hagel in the third period, it makes it 4-0, camped out in front, finds a loose puck, and, and pops it past Jake Allen. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. The only disappointing thing about this game is the Canadian score. Because, once again, some laziness or some poor play late in the game costs Andre Vasilevsky a shutout. It's a 4-0 game. They ice the puck and then lose the faceoff clean and Caden Gooley scores to make it 4-1 late in the game and spoil the shutout bid and once again Andre Vasilevsky doesn't get the shutout he absolutely deserves to have and, and shame on the team saw Braden Point's interview on the bench after the game you know he used the word stings and and to, to show you how upset I guess Andre Vasilevsky is and maybe he's mad at himself he's a guy who's hard on himself he didn't come out when he was announced as the number two star of the game Andre Vasilevsky went straight back to the locker room again he's not a statistic driven guy and in his mind, he should stop every shot. So maybe he's mad at himself. Maybe he's disappointed in himself. Or maybe he's disappointed in the team in front of him. I can tell you the team in front of him is disappointed in themselves. They know. They know they owe Andre Vasilevsky for the number of times they've left him out to dry and the number of times that he keeps them in games and allows them to win. And they owe those situations to him. And that's it's not the first time that's happened this year. As we sit now, uh, Vasilevsky does not have a shutout on the season. In fact, the Lightning have not recorded a shutout on the season, I don't believe. 
So that's the only disappointing thing about this game. Now Vasilevsky, again, allows fewer than two goals in a game. And, as I mentioned in the podcast review after the game in Montreal, at that time he had won his 10th consecutive regular season game against the Canadians. Only the third goaltender to ever do it and the first in the modern day. So basically post-World War II. So now he has won 11 consecutive games against the Canadians, which is a remarkable feat. And I know the Canadians haven't been the Canadians the last few years, but, you know, he's even lost to the Red Wings. He had a similar type of streak going against uh, the Red Wings, you know, going into last year and before he finally lost a game to, to, uh, to Detroit, rather. So now 11 straight victories for Vasilevsky against the Canadians. So now we look ahead to Thursday night. New York Rangers are in town, sitting here waiting. This is not a new situation. If I remember correctly, this is the same exact situation last year where the Lightning faced the Canadians in the first game coming out of the Christmas break and on back-to-backs they faced the Rangers that was the game so that was (laughs) the Rangers game anyway was and maybe it wasn't this back-to-back but I know it was right around this time because that was when the team was kind of hit with some COVID issues remember Vasilevsky was in COVID protocol Brian Elliott was in um, uh, protocol yeah, so it wasn't back-to-back, right? Because uh, Maxime Lagasse came up and started the game against the Canadians and won that game, or lost that game in a shootout, rather. And then they went down to Florida the next night and got destroyed by the Panthers in a game, again, started by Lagasse. And it ended up being uh, Hugo Alnefelt's NHL debut. He came in in relief for that game. And then they faced... The, the Rangers on uh, on home ice, uh, and that was that was the one. If you remember correctly, where the team had a morning skate at Amelie Arena, but Brian Elliott was spotted out in Brandon taking some shots from uh, goaltender coach Franz Jean. Remember uh, John Cooper? I think was in. Was he, I think, was Coop in COVID protocol? He might have been out by then. Uh, but I remember John Cooper was in COVID protocol coming out. Uh, so there was a lot going on. But that was the game where Elliott did end up starting that game. Barclay Goodrow ended up with a shorthanded goal in that game. And the Lightning ended up losing it by one essentially from two Brian Elliott turnovers. So you have the Rangers again. Now, this game coming up, by the time you're listening to this, it's tonight. The Rangers are not where they expected to be. They're kind of 
in the lower tier of the Metro division, not too far out of things, but coming off of last year and, you know, pushing the lightning to six games in the Eastern conference final, you know, there's always a lot of expectations on a team the next year, especially in that market. And especially off the year Igor Shosturkin had. And the Rangers are coming off a game in which they were basically whipped by the Washington Capitals, a depleted Washington Capitals team who are now without John Carlson. Still without TJ Oshie, although he's close to coming back, but, you know, Nick Backstrom's still not back. But they got, you know, pretty much steamrolled by the Capitals in that game. And uh, <laughs> reading some of the reports on the Rangers, they, they kind of got bag skated before coming to Tampa to get ready for this game. Now, they were in town, saw several of the Rangers officials up in the press box, so obviously they're in town already. And uh, Rangers are going to come out angry. You know, this is the second meeting this year, so it's not the first meeting since the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So it is the second meeting of the year, but the Rangers are going to be hungry. They're, they're going to be mad and angry. And sometimes it's difficult to play a team that's mad and angry, especially when they've had a day of rest. Now, granted, the Rangers have already played a game coming out of the break, but the Lightning are coming into a back-to-back situation. Different because you're at home. There's no travel involved. Nothing like that. And I'm expecting Elliott in net can't completely rule it out because the schedule is a little funky over the next week or so. Three games and four nights on home ice here, and then they go on the road for three games and four nights in Chicago, Minnesota, and Winnipeg. But I, I'm, I'm going to venture to say that Brian Elliott starts. Vasilevsky goes on Saturday on New Year's Eve against the Coyotes. Uh, so Elliott with the um, presumed start here against the Rangers, looking for him to bounce back off of uh, his showing in the third period in particular against Detroit with a bad giveaway and then just a bad goal. Uh, his uh, Easily his worst performance of the year, so looking for him to kind of bounce back. Um, and finally, I know I kept mentioning the Mikhail Sergachev story well with some a little bit of time on my hands over the weekend and by the time I was feeling energetic enough I finished off that story so it's up on the site where Mikhail Sergachev is the harshest critic of his own game and he's driven by this self drive to be the best that he can be he wants to be the best defenseman in the league and that's why he strives and drives for excellence so uh, again Check out that story up on lightninginsider.com. If you're not yet a subscriber or if you know somebody who would like to subscribe, tell them to use the code podcast when they sign up. $10 off the first year of a yearly subscription. So that's podcast when you check out. Uh, Use that as well. Don't forget the pregame skate show. Myself with Chief, one hour before the game. So we'll be on the air tomorrow, well, tonight. Against the Rangers, we'll be on the air at 6 on the strike, 102.5 HD2. Lightning Radio 24-7 on TuneIn as well. 
Uh, so we'll be on the air at 6. Take note, New Year's Eve game against Arizona is a 5 p.m. start, so we'll be on the air for that game at 4 o'clock. But uh, against the Rangers, it will be 7. All right, that's going to do it for me on this one. Uh, hopefully you have a chance to listen to it heading into the Rangers game. Uh, I'll be back with a recap of the New York game uh, as well afterwards. Make sure you subscribe. Stay safe, everyone. Be healthy. Be happy. We'll talk soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.